Welcome to Market Scale Pro AV. I'm Sean Heath. Today, I have an opportunity of having a conversation with Stephen Chismar. He's the sales engineer for Audiovisual Associates. Stephen, how are you today? I'm well, Sean. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. Now, I'm I'm going to guess you probably go by Steve. I do, usually, unless it's Stephen if I'm in trouble. <laughs> Okay, Steve. I don't want to. I don't want to start off on the wrong foot here. Hey, um. So, talk about getting started. Tell me how you got into the industry. What What is it? I mean, I, being a tech geek myself, I understand. But I just like to kind of hear the stories. How'd you uh, How'd you decide Pro AV is where you wanted to be? Well, I mean, I, I initially started in the IT industry, so I, I guess I'll just briefly bring you through that. When I was twelve, I I got a computer, and within a couple days of owning that computer, I took it apart and broke it and put it back together. And then from there, my curiosity was born. Um, fast forward to having about six or seven years of IT experience, I switched gears to um, AV through a friend of mine. He was a residential installer, and he knew that I had a passion for all things electronics and audio video. So he was kind enough to give me an opportunity as an installation tech. And from there, I, I just never left the field. Now, there's one um, reputation that ABA has that's well-earned, and that is find a way, make a way, or uh, whatever it takes. You really refuse to leave a project incomplete, unfinished, and unsatisfactory. That's just not how you guys roll. That's correct. And you know what? I, I Just from doing this for a long time, it's like to get to the 95%, that's the easy part. It's that last 5% of buttoning everything up making sure your client is happy and making sure you did the job to the best of your ability, that's the hardest part, that last 5%. One thing that you can't really quantify as saying it, there's a finish, and that's changes in the industry. It always keeps moving forward. It always improves. It's getting faster and smaller, and it's just more amazing by the day. What type of trends have you seen from your vantage point that really get you charged up to start the day? You know, I I really would have to say right now that the UC is really, it's amazing how it's changed over the years. So let's go back five years ago or even longer. When you would make a video call, you'd use a Tamburg or now Cisco Kodak or Polycom. You'd put in an IP address, you'd call somebody, it would work, it got the job done. The software was embedded in the hardware, everyone was happy. Now there's a lot of market disruption. So the hardware is kind of separated from the software because people like to connect you know, using Google. They want to use uh, Skype Teams, Cisco WebEx Teams. They're using Zoom, leveraging that to, to connect multiple uh, soft codecs. So I, I think just watching that evolution and that change is, is really exciting. One thing that comes along with all of those changes and all the, the different platforms is the one thing that they all seem to have in common is they have to have a cloud-based component. That that really is where all of our data is ultimately going to live, isn't it? I think so. I think um, you know it's inevitable. I feel like maybe AV is typically a couple years behind the IT model. And if you look now, everything is cloud-based, right? I mean, even you know desktops and phone systems, everything lives in the cloud essentially. So going forward, it's only a logical step that AV is going to end up there. So let's talk about that for just a moment, because going from physical storage to cloud storage brings a level of awareness 
that is needed for the security aspect. Let's talk briefly about uh, that. If I have a hard drive in my locked in my office, it's pretty secure. But if I have all of those documents on that hard drive floating around in the cloud, then I I get a little uneasy because uh, I don't I'm not the only person who has a key to that quote unquote office. Talk to me about that challenge. Sure. Uh, well, I I think the challenge now is that historically integrators typically didn't have to worry about security so much because a lot of baby devices didn't necessarily live on a live network. They would live on a, uh, an internal segregated network that probably wasn't on a client network. Now, moving forward, a lot of these devices, if not all of them, are ending up on a client network. And that opens a door to a security risk, right? So it's our job as an integrator to use the manufacturer options to secure these devices that we're putting on a client network, because after all, they're computers that we're, we're putting on a client network. How have you seen the increase in bandwidth affect your ability to provide solutions? Does the, the bigger pipeline, I would imagine, really expands the opportunities for creative solutions? Um, you know, I, I think the bandwidth's there, and I think as we move forward, um, we're getting more creative with ways to uh, encode and decode what we're doing, uh, you know, just for uh, web conferences alone. So um, I've really never had an issue with uh, bandwidth not being available. Um, it just seems that, you know, the, the providers are keeping up. There comes a point when you have to step up and make an official designation of an AV department and separate them from the IT department. Isn't that just, that's just smart business sense to do that just for your own uh, safety and, and efficiency sake? Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that with you more. What, what I'm seeing is, you know, you have these companies, large organizations, and they're integrating these large AV uh, installations. We're talking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And at that point, you've created a position. You need someone to maintain this now. It's the same thing with the network. If you're going to, you know, install, you know, $500,000 in Cisco equipment, you need a network engineer to maintain this equipment, make sure it's running right. Um, this this kind of falls on the IT department. They don't want to deal with it, and they shouldn't have to. And then they try to dump it off on facilities sometimes. But I think what it comes down to is you need a dedicated AV person, without a doubt. There are just so many benefits and very few drawbacks that come with having that dedicated department. You save money in the long run, and you in, you increase your quality of life on a corporate uh, level exponentially. Just having one person, even if it's just one person, that is dedicated to handling the entire AV aspect. Without a doubt, I, I think the general consensus is that AV is simple, and you know that may have been the case many years ago. But these devices and, and these systems are complex. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot behind the scenes. But people just walk in and press a button and everything works. So it's kind of like to them, it's easy. Um, but it's it's just as complex as anything else. I think that's probably your fault. You got to stop <laughs> making it look so yeah. easy. Sometimes you just got to pretend that it's hard. You know, like when you when you see some comedian on stage and they step up and they're going to lift that massive barbell and they're straining and struggling and then they lift it up with one hand and you realize, oh, it's made out of foam. You got to stop making it look so easy all the time, Steve. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, 
I agree, but it's, you know, we want our clients to be happy. But, uh, you know, um, I mean, that segues us into remote management and remote monitoring, right? What we do for a lot of our clients is we remotely manage their networks, their AV networks. So they'll, they'll, they'll call us up. They'll say, hey, our conference room is not working. I press the button, nothing happens. From there, we can diagnose the system and see if it's something they're doing wrong or if there is an actual hardware failure. What that enables us to do is diagnose the hardware remotely, and then we only have to roll the truck one time with the replacement hardware. Rather than go there, say, oh, this piece of hardware is bad, and we need to come back or and replace it. So that's the benefit of a service contract, and I think that's going to be a, you know, a really big thing going forward, service contracts and remote monitoring. Well, those things both are really make your life a little bit easier as far as being able to provide uh, the best service for your clients. I'm interested in some of the tools that you use, though, and some of the some of the machinery that you use. You mentioned Crestron Mercury a little bit earlier. Tell me a little bit about how that's changed the way that you're able to, to solve problems. Uh, I mean, Crestron Mercury is, is really just changing the entire marketplace. Um, you know, and it's it's funny, Crestron just released another line of, of of other UC products um, that that really are going to change the way people use UC. But Crestron Mercury makes it easy because you can remotely manage these devices. We can we can deploy these devices um, on a large scale utilizing XIO Cloud. So it, it's changing the amount of time it takes to implement something and the way we implement something. Where are we, I guess, in the in the evolution of cloud integration and, and deployment? How close are we to that being the norm, the status quo? I'd say within probably five years, it's really going to be the, just the way it is, um, if I had a guess. Um, Crestron already is talking about their Series 4 processor, which is a cloud-based processor. So, I mean, Crestron's always on the forefront. They're the innovators. Um, they have a great ability to, to see where the market's going and um, provide products to, to satisfy the market needs. Um, I mean, Crestron's making a phone now. They actually make a phone, an IP phone. That's like, if you would have told me that 10 years ago, I would, I would have never believed it. But it, it, it's happening. So we've mentioned the cloud, definitely. You can't even really say it's the future. It's establishing itself now. It's here. It's not tomorrow. It's this afternoon. That's how close it is. Control systems are going to move as well. What other sort of changes do you think we're going to see on the very near horizon? I think we're going to simplify the, the way we do things. I think you're going to see um, more hardware separated from the software, and we're going to give the end user more options to use that hardware the way they want to use it which is going to kind of let the hardware last a little longer, right? Because if the software is embedded into the hardware and things become antiquated, then you really don't have a choice but to upgrade. Um, I think um, things will be simple. Um, some of these older rooms you see are very intricate. There's a lot of moving parts. And a lot of companies now are making boxes that have everything built into it. And it's really helping uh, both the integrator and the end user as well. How do you feel about the trend of AV companies becoming involved in a construction project way early and being part of the actual construction instead of being an addition after the fact. Do you have a preference? We, we would love to, to be involved sooner than later. Um, and I'm noticing that is the case. Uh, architects, uh, we have relationships with architects and they bring us in as their preferred AV vendor 
And what that does, that, that enables us to design things with the architect because, you know, now we've got microphones that are beam forming, they're in the ceiling, they're, you know, they're on the table, but sometimes aesthetically there might be a, like a covering on the ceiling, for instance. Now, you know, we could have specced a ceiling microphone and now the architect has some fabric that blocks it, you know? So I think the sooner you can get in on a project and work with the, the architect or during a construction phase, the better uh, design you'll have. So do me a favor. Tell me about a project that you've been able to be a part of that really sticks out in your mind as something that if you could carry around video of it, of the final product in your pocket, just to brag to everybody, what would that one project be for you? I would have to say, um, I can't say the exact name of the, of the, the company we'll just call it the company. Fair enough. But we 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 did a um a large simulation. We're actually working on it now. Um, it's and it's coming to fruition. We're working on a really large simulation room that's actually two rooms where you can bring in a a turret and do a full simulation, 360 degree. We're utilizing barcode projectors and it's state of the art. It's like unbelievable. And I hope they let me take pictures. That would be great. <laughs> or you could just, you know, you could just hold parties there. Yeah. You just, I mean, talk, that's, that is how you earn a little extra cash right there on the weekend, sell a couple of tickets, you know, word of mouth gets around. All of a sudden you got a club going. I like it. 360 degree club. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's definitely really um, one of the coolest projects and things like that, that are completely out of the norm it's not just like a video wall and like, this is really really a cool project well when you do get that finished and and you open the club if you'd be kind enough to make sure i'm on the list so the bouncer lets me in i would i would feel really cool if you would if you'd let me in when you open the doors <laughs> i will i will make sure you're on the vip list you're the best, Steve. I knew I could count on you. Good man. Today, I've had the privilege of having a conversation with Steve Chismar. He's a sales engineer for Audiovisual Associates. Steve, thanks so much for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Sean. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.